friends, it's us. I am Steph Beagle. And I am Lauren Abney. And this is Well Behaved. We believe balance is a bit overplayed and way overrated. We've embraced finding our perfect blend of wellness with a twist of tequila. This podcast delivers wellness remixed from face slapping facials to the ABCs of CBD. Living your best life and finding what's right for you is what it's all about. Let's do this. Wow, friends, are you lucky today? We have on the episode Dr. Abby Kramer, and she is magical. Not only did she dedicate damn near her whole day for us. Thank you, Dr. Kramer. We want more. She is on this episode sharing her knowledge and truly what I would say are some life-changing tools that listeners can implement, whether it's going to their own practitioners or by finding things within their own life. She is just incredible. It was such a special day and we love being able to not only experience someone's knowledge, but to get to get to go through it ourselves, right? So we did a full session, which we'll talk about little snippets of. And I thought personally, the idea that this muscle testing showcases that there is such a true connection between not just your physical, but the way that your physical affects your emotional, which some people are probably going to be like, duh. But for us to actually be able to feel that and test that and that she was able to release certain emotions through the physical, like, holy shit. She just got to it. She went to it. And for me, obviously I'm going through, I was going through and still going through something with egg freezing. And the fact that she saw, felt and heard what I was feeling, right? And then was able to release some of the emotions that I was feeling around the process. And I walked out like physically and emotionally feeling different and approaching this, the situation different. Like I, I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. because there was nothing else that I've done to date or that I could do that made me feel that same exact way. I said, feel 400 times, but I was feeling it. You're feeling it. I was feeling it. Well, that's the wildest part is that through muscle testing, she can identify, um, whether it's a range of physical, nutritional, or emotional, where our bodies need her attention. So through asking questions and validating what is true or false in your body, that's where she puts her work. So and sometimes she would it would be an adjustment, adjustment and a chiropractic adjustment. Or in another time, she would understand maybe we're having some sort of intolerance to a food and that goes back to something nutritional. So she is really looking at the body holistically and how we're responding to different inputs or even neurological, you know, thoughts that we're having. And putting that together is, I think that many, many people could change their lives by meeting with people like Dr. Abby. Here she is, friends. We will wait no further. Just in love. Just in love. Good morning. We are here today with a chiropractor and holistic physician, Dr. Abby Kramer. Woohoo! An expert in applied kinesiology, which focuses on balancing the physical, biochemical, and mental slash emotional aspects of health. She uses a ton of different techniques, including the total body modification, neural emotional technique, the lifetime technique, muscle testing, and a ton of really unique ways to get at the root causes of what is causing our own physical and emotional pain. She's special. We just did a session with her and we're going to talk all about it in this episode today. But first of all, let's just welcome you to the Well Behaved Podcast. 
Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you for allowing us to be with you because yes. that's actually what happened. Agreed. Totally. Same <laughs> totally. to that. Yes. Um, super simple way to start and really ground us in what we're going to be talking about today. But what does wellness mean to you? Wellness means to me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it back to kind of the triad of health model, which is what you talked about. It's doing our best and being on the journey to being in balance physically, nutritionally, and emotionally. What is the triad of health? And is it essentially the, the pillars of our own wellness? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the triad of health comes from the field. One of the tools I use in practice called applied kinesiology. And in applied kinesiology, it's basically the foundation of what we do. So if you think about a triangle, there's three sides. There's basically three different pillars or you know, aspects of our health that dictate if we're in balance or out of balance. So the base of the triad being our structure, our physical health. So obviously I'm a chiropractor. That's an important aspect of what I do, making sure your body and your spine is in alignment and communicating properly. The second side is our biochemistry. Here I focus a lot on nutrition with people. So are you putting the right food and fuel in your body? Are you taking the correct supplements? Are you taking too many supplements? Are you deficient in certain things, right? All of that. And that, of course, can play into how our physical structure of our body feels. And then the mental emotional side of things. If people are a stressed out mess, like mm. your body's going to hurt, mm-hmm. you know? So if that aspect, and that I find is the by far the most neglected field, I think, Um especially, I mean, in everything, honestly, but even in chiropractic and holistic medicine, for a lot of people, their answer for that, they don't have great tools. It's like meditate more or take a yoga class or take a vacation. Um, But that's part of what I love. The work I do and some of the techniques I practice actually give me the ability to really help people in the office um, process their emotional stress. It's wild. So I like to go back a little bit, Mm -hmm. but how did you, will you give us a little bit or give our listeners a little bit of the story on your journey and like how you leaned into this philosophy? Because it seems like, again, for us, like when I think of chiropractor, I think of adjustments, Yeah, right? Totally. And it's like you walk in and I mean, anytime I've ever gone to a chiropractor, it's like crack my neck, have a great day and I leave. Goodbye. Right? Totally. So I think what you're doing is, is so in our realm of thinking about ourselves as as a whole, mm-hmm. but love to understand kind of your journey and where it started. Yeah, totally. Go back as far as you want, but know that you don't have to go back that far. Yes. <laughs> totally. When I was born, no. Um, so for me, I fell into chiropractic more because before I was a chiropractor, I was a personal trainer. So I was very into like the health and fitness, whatever. I wanted to learn more. I'd always been a patient of chiropractic in the past. So I, it was kind of a natural step for me of like, oh, I love chiropractic. And I got into it from the traditional sense of I was in a car accident and it fixed my neck, like that kind of thing, which is what a lot of people know chiropractors as, is like neck and back kind of specialists. Nothing wrong with that. That's great too. But it was really through my own healing that was needed in chiropractic school that I fell into this more alternative holistic realm. So very early on in my program, I really thought it was going to be like a sports rehab chiropractor. I was training for a half marathon. I was really into running at the time and I was like an injured disaster. Like I was in so much knee pain. I had like IT band issues. I like barely could run. I was supposed to do a half marathon in a couple months. I'd done all this training. And one day at school, one of my friends, she was like, hey, there's all these different clubs at school for different techniques. And she, for like, 
six months had been trying to get me to go to Applied Kinesiology Club. And I was like, man, they're so weird. Applied Kinesiology <laughs> Club. Yeah, like, That's amazing. Nerd alert. Yeah. So she had been trying to get me to go. She's like, it's so cool, blah, blah. And I was like, ugh, like, it's so weird. Like, that's the kind of the reputation. It's like people that do applied kinesiology or AK are like weird. And, but finally she was like, just come. There's a bunch of people that are certified there. Like have someone check you out. Maybe it can help in a different way. Cause I was already doing all the things I was getting adjusted. I was rehabbing. Like I knew a decent amount of what to do for IT band syndrome. And I was like, fine. So I went kicking and screaming, literally one of the interns, I think he did like two things on me. Like it was stupid. Like test a couple muscles. He used those like pelvic wedges you saw today and was like, okay, stand up, go walk. And I was like, are you kidding? You just did nothing. And I stood up, walked, like 80% of the pain was gone. Like immediately. And I was like, uh, okay, I got to learn this. And So of course, like the universe was on my side. A certification course was just starting. Someone dropped out. I got in, like all the stars aligned. Yeah. And I started going down this rabbit hole and I really learned from the triad of health perspective. For example, with myself, I was hitting the physical side super hard and it wasn't getting me very far. And when we delve a little deeper through muscle testing and applied kinesiology, I found a lot of the muscles that were imbalanced for me were related to the hormonal system. And this like chiropractic intern, this young guy figured it out and was like, what's up with your hormones? And I was like, oh, funny you say that. Like I haven't had a menstrual cycle in eight months. And so worked with the proper nutrition, dietary lifestyle shifts to get my cycles back again, which happened very quickly. And also did some NET work to help with some stressors. I was in med school. Of course, I was super stressed out. And long story short, after my own healing experience, like two months later, I ran the half marathon, no problem. That's insane. So cool. So I was sold through my own experience, which I think is the case with a lot of people in like the healing world. Yes. Like we had to experience it ourselves. And For then sure. it was like off and running from there. So it's a very like visual and physical thing, right? So it's going to be sort of hard if, if yeah. people haven't done it before. But yeah. can you walk our friends through like muscle testing? Like how are you getting to the root of pain or the or your main problems or issues through muscle testing. What is it? What does it look like? Try to yeah. explain it yeah, visually. Yeah. yeah. I'll do my best. Yeah. So muscle testing, it's a way to communicate with the body. Okay. It's essentially biofeedback and it's seeing how someone's muscle responds to a neurologic stimulus. Whether that be words you say, like you guys experienced this, you can say something that's incredibly not true. Like the sky is green. And that muscle will respond to that statement. It's challenging your nervous system. It's not actually testing how strong a muscle is or how weak a muscle is. It's looking for if a muscle is facilitated or inhibited, which you guys felt that. So what it's looking at is when there's an imbalance, let's take, for example, if I can speak to Lauren's experience, okay, for her, she was experiencing some low back like hip discomfort. And so it lets us really communicate with the body. Is that really a physical thing? Okay. And if so, where are the muscle imbalances? What can we do adjustment wise or whatever? All that great physical work. Okay. Now that that's in alignment, is there a stressor? Okay. For a lot of times, I'm sure many of your listeners have experienced this. We hold stresses in our bodies, right? You have a super horrible day and you have a pounding headache, Mm -hmm. right? That's an emotional response. That's a stress-based response. And so only attacking something like that from a physical standpoint, is not necessarily going to correct the imbalance. It's going to keep coming back whenever you're exposed to that stressor, okay? Um, So for Lauren, we found there was some stresses related to her low back discomfort as well, 
right? And that's kind of an area she hasn't necessarily addressed yet. Like you've done massage and like great body work and it feels amazing while you're on the table, but then it comes right back. 100%. So that's a great clue for anyone out there listening. If you're experiencing something like that, like, man, I have to get adjusted all the time. It's the same spot right here in my neck over and over again. There's probably something else going on, whether it's a nutritional something supplemental, something in your physiology that's off, inflammation, hormones, whatever, or it's a stressful thing. Yeah. It's like a stress. I think I'm like totally cool. As everyone knows, I'm like, I tell everyone, I'm like really single. Um, I'm now I'm going through egg freezing. So um, we're going to definitely bring some experts on to talk about that. Yeah. Can we talk about walk people through, like you took me on a, on a journey to figure out what it was about egg freezing. Was it physical? Was it emotional? But like you used these, I think it was, to me, it was mind blowing that it wasn't just like, okay, are you stressed about egg freezing? Right. And like, are you holding that in your physical? Like you took, you took me on a journey. Can we walk people through like what that looked like? Totally. Like with the NET you did? Yeah. So I guess let's actually start with what the fuck is that? Yeah. Let's start with NET because people are going to be like, what What are you talking? We're we're just talking in our new new jargon today. We know all the things. We know all the things. Let's start with NET. So NET or neuroemotional technique is a mind-body stress relief technique. So it helps shift the physiology around certain stressors we experience. Okay, so it uses the acupuncture meridian system to tap into what emotions or stressors might cause resistance, limiting beliefs, et cetera, on something you desire. So you guys both had very different experiences with NET. Okay, so... With Steph, we were more going experiential with something she's currently going through and seeing where the resistance is on it being the best experience possible, okay? Because you even spoke before we started our session, like you're kind of stressed out about it. You've heard all these negative stories. You've heard it's like horrible. You feel like like shit. Yeah. So, you know, my thought was like, okay, we definitely can do some work on that to just make it easier for you. Not to say it's going to be perfect. You're going to be like, I feel the best I ever have when I did egg freezing. (laughs) So sexy. (laughs) But if we have limiting beliefs on stuff, it affects our reality, right? So with you, we were really working on how to make this easier and a more neutral experience. And so first with Steph, I had her just visualize the process, like what she's about to undergo with the hormonal treatments and and egg freezing. And right away there was an inhibition in your muscle strength, like her arm went weak. And so people can picture this. Essentially, Steph is holding her arm up and she's putting tension into it and making it, what do you Mm -hmm. say, make it strong? Yeah. Making it strong so it's lifted up and then Abby will push on her arm and if her arm stays straight, then she's, you know... She's like congruent with what she's thinking about right. or what it's she's truth saying. Or, yes. yes, exactly. And then yes. you will be, as a human, holding your arm strong and Abby will put pressure on it and if you're feeling inhibited or if there's mm-hmm. something neurological aligned, your arm breaks. Yes. And it's very wild because yes. you're putting a good amount of pressure yes. and I'm using all of my strength to keep my arm up, but you just can't. And so that's essentially the muscle testing. The muscle Mm -hmm. cannot stay strong in the environment where you've put that neurological thought on it. Exactly. So you're challenging the nervous system to say, hey, when exposed to this thought or this statement or this physical item, whatever it might be, is your body cool with it or not? You know, and I explain it to people. It's an energy test. Like we're not, this is not like I have, you know, EMGs on your body and we're testing your muscle firing. It's how does your body respond energetically to that? So with you just thinking about egg freezing caused your arm to break. Okay. Now, like I would argue from my perspective that that absolutely could have an effect on how the experience goes for you. Right. So 
What we did through NET is we found the specific emotion related to her thinking about the egg freezing, which I believe was fear. Yeah. I mean, I think lately it's been, will it even work, right? Yeah. First it was physical of like, this just sucks. I have to put my body through this. I don't really take medicine. I don't, yeah. you know, like I work out, I do all totally. these things and going through it as a human just isn't, isn't ideal. Yes. But now I'm like, oh, wow, you can go through all of that and put your body through all that. And you might not actually see success, get them on right. as you want. So totally. now it's, believe me, there's a myriad of different emotions on every day. But sure. today, I think we were able to hone in on that fear. Yeah. So yeah, the fear came up for you that it will even work or you go through all the work and then it will fail. Right. And so we helped clear the resistance there. And then the deeper layer for you was I had you come up with a statement to challenge with muscle testing. And your statement was, what was it again? I am okay with egg freezing being successful. Yes. And so I had her say that statement and her arm broke again, right? So we knew there was some resistance, right? There's some limiting beliefs there, which this is totally normal, you guys too, to understand. Like we all have this stuff. There's, It's not wrong. It's normal. It's human to have those thoughts. And so for you, the emotion with that came up like frustrated and like sad that you're even at this point that you have to do it. For sure. Right? And so by helping to neutralize the physiology the physiology around that stress, it will just, you'll be going into egg freezing from a space more to just see, what, see it for what it is. Like how great it is that you have this tool that you can do egg freezing and have the family you desire versus from the space of like beating yourself up that sure. you're mad you have to do it. It's wild too, just a little side tangent. Whenever I tell anyone I'm doing it, they're like, that's amazing. Like, wow. Like, so, And I literally yeah. look at them like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, don't congratulate me. I get so angry, but, yes. I, but I, I know obviously mind, body, all of that plays into it. But I felt today, you know, I felt like I teared up. I felt uh -huh. like a release of yeah. like a tension that I've been holding on to, yes. which I know is a better space to go yes, into totally. something like this with. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that shifts. I bet now when someone congratulates you, like you can actually take it. For sure. And be like, thanks. thanks. Yeah, totally. It is awesome. Yeah. Instead of being like, yeah, like, you know? do you see what I look like? Yeah. I'm fat. <laughs> I loved when you said that it was essentially uh, therapy on steroids because yeah. within moments and yeah. seconds, you're, breath you're taking the idea that is potentially limiting and you're breathing it out. Yes. And you're getting to that root cause. Yes. It is not, I'm scared it's going to work. It's actually- right. I'm extremely frustrated that I'm in this point and it's years building up, totally. not just a mindset that's come in the past days or weeks. And so in therapy, you may, in talk therapy, you mm -hmm. may be going through something and it takes a year to get to right. why you're having to that, that emotion. Yeah, emotion. Yeah. And within minutes, you were able to identify it. And then not that it's going to go away, but I like that you, when you told me I'd be coming from a better place of neutrality. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's what it's all about. And I do want to point out to people, I'm not like anti-therapy or anything like that. Like talk therapy is also an amazing, yeah. incredibly incredible tool to like process consciously through what's happening. The differences with NET is you're really working with the subconscious and muscle testing allows you to communicate with the subconscious right away. And they've actually done amazing studies. The organization, you guys can look this up, but they did recently in the past few years, a study with a medical school where they did functional MRIs on patients that have experienced cancer. And they took them through the trauma of their diagnosis because that's very triggering for most of them to think about when they like got that news right? And so what they did, a functional MRI shows you the different areas of the brain that light up. Okay. So the amygdala is a big area that lights up in trauma, 
Okay, so they looked at these people under a functional MRI. They had the researchers reaccount to them their story of their diagnosis and they saw everything lit up like crazy, right? Just like hearing that, experiencing that physiology again. They did an ET session, came back, did not light up at all. So it actually proves that literally it's shifting your brain. Like it really is getting to that space of neutrality. So those people could hear that experience or tell people their experience and they're not like literally going into a state of trauma, just thinking about it. So it's a really beautiful, powerful tool for sure. And it feels like it's something that often remains in the body because we don't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is, you know. Our bodies are wired to survive, you know? And we do all these things like the classic example, someone who moved a lot as a child. So then they close themselves off because it's safer to not be vulnerable and make friends. And they're stuck in that loop for the rest of their life. And I explain to patients all the time, they'll get frustrated, like, but why am I like this? Ah, They get annoyed. And it's like, look, that 10-year-old you did the perfect thing. It, You did what you needed to survive with the tools you had. At that time, yeah. And that's, you know, that's it. And now we just know a better way. So you can shift forward, you know, in an easier way. Let's talk about other ways that you can use muscle testing specifically for we talked about supplements and also nutrition. Mm -hmm. So are people coming to you, obviously they're asking for help in their general either pain or health instances, and then you're able to help guide them into what supplements are actually beneficial or Mm -hmm. causing a negative weakness on them and along with also food sensitivities. Right, totally. So we'll start with supplements first, okay? So that world can be very, very overwhelming for people as you guys have experienced. Case in point, me. (laughs) Right, totally. Like you can walk into Whole Foods and arguably take everything on the shelf. I actually want to do a before and after of the Exist Supplement Counter. We'll do totally. <laughs> there's going to be 25 bottles and now she's walking away with three or four. Yep. Yeah, totally. And, and look, every practitioner is going to have a different way they work. For me, it's less is more. Um, I like to focus on nutrition and diet first. And then like supplements are amazing. They're an awesome tool, but the right thing for the right person, right? Like just because your friend's probiotic is amazing doesn't mean it's going to work for you or be needed for you or whatever. Um, so muscle testing through the techniques I use really helps us get to the priority of what body system needs the most support. And that's what I tend to focus on. It's like, if you think about if you're bowling, right, you want to get that kingpin, like the first pin and everything else falls. So if someone's priority is their gut, but they're having all these other crazy symptoms, like go after the gut first. That's going to get you the biggest bang for your buck. You could take a thousand supplements for a bunch of other things, but is it really needed if you fix the gut? Probably not, right? So for me, I just really try and get on the priority and less is more with the supplements. Now, everyone is different. I've seen patients that are really sick, experiencing a lot, a lot of symptoms like chronic fatigue, chronic viruses, autoimmune, whatever. They might need more supplements, right? But the goal is eventually that it's like very few you need because you feel imbalanced. So if you feel like you have to take, you know, 15 supplements a day for the rest of your life, you probably aren't, like we've been talking about, getting to the root cause of what's happening. I loved when you said, if you're forgetting to take your supplement, you probably don't need it. Your body will right. tell you a lot of what right. you're totally striving for or what you need to have supplemental to your food regime. Right. And we have plenty of things where I have to have it every day. Digestive enzyme. Right. Love it. It travels with me. I would feel different if I didn't take it. And you like, don't forget, you take it. Right. 
Yeah. But there are plenty that I couldn't even name to you what the bo- it says on the bottle, right. but I own them. Right. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> that's my entire rush. Yeah. Totally. Aligned. And that's where I also feel like it's so important for patients. That's why like I do long visits with my patients because I feel like it's so important for them to understand why they're taking and what's going on with their body. Then you get it. A lot of people leave these practitioners or clinics or whatever with a bag full of supplements and they literally don't even know what they are. And that's a problem. Like we also need to be like conscious consumers and understand what we're taking and what it's doing for us. And that's really helpful too. to share I thought it was so enlightening your tip on fish oil or if you will your test yeah yeah the test on fish oil so they don't do it clean they basically grind up the fish and like put it in a capsule so gross literally and it might sit in like a warehouse or on a hot truck for hours before it gets to you and then it's rancid sick so it's it's really gross you guys so please look at fish oil I would absolutely go somewhere that has prescription grade supplements, like a clinic with doctors or acupuncturists or whatever, because the supplement industry is unregulated. So that's something that's really important to understand. Like you guys tomorrow could start a line of supplements and do whatever you want with it. So there's just not a lot of testing, but if you're getting physician grade products, meaning like only doctors with a license can order them, there's going to be substantial safety testing regulations. Like it's going to have to be very clean to be sold in that way. So what does that sound exactly like? Skincare. Medical grade um, yeah, skincare. Yeah, totally. Like it matters. I could come up with Dr. Abby's face cream tomorrow and it's like coconut oil and a bunch of dirt, you know? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a hard balance too because it's like, you know, we talk, I, I was talking to a, a friend yesterday and he's like, I probably should be on a probiotic. And the first thing that you do from a convenience standpoint is go to Whole Foods, yeah, which course. is which is not in theory. You're like, that's that's where I should go, right? Like yes. that's an elevated right. experience. Totally. totally. But once again, like something that you're taking every day, like how many probiotic product products are there? Like I remember asking someone once, and she was like, "Well, that one has like 700 different strains." And like, do you know what? I'm like. I- I don't know. Just like right. I need to check off the taking a probiotic box. Right. So it's I think- so confusing to navigate yourselves. And I think a lot of people like don't put that on yourself. If you're not like an quote unquote, I don't love the term expert, but in health and wellness, like that is my full-time job to find these great brands, to study them, to vet them. That's why we have like a whole store in the front. So even if people off the street come and say, hey, I want a really high quality probiotic, maybe they're not doing blood work or muscle testing or whatever, but they at least have the confidence to know something that's on our shelf. Like it is what it says. It's promised. It's clean. It's processed well. But to get back to the fish oil thing, what you do is you put it in the freezer. So fish oil um, is always in a clear capsule, right? Leave it in the freezer overnight. Take it out. Look in it. You should be able to see through it. If it's cloudy at all, like it looks like milky, like white cloudiness, or like sometimes there will be like black flecks. Those are impurities in the oil. So it should be just like good olive oil would be the same thing, right? There shouldn't be any like weird substance in there when it's frozen. fish. Yeah, exactly. So gross. It's so gross. So do that test with your fish oil. If it's cloudy at all, it's not clean. And you can email me and ask me what's clean. But you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The probiotics, obviously, really interesting to share 
we're both walking home with one that you said is one of your favorites. Yeah. Can you share and can you share why it's your favorite? Yeah. So my favorite, it's by Microbiome Labs. It's a megaspore biotic. It's physician grade. So you have to get it from someone that can order it. But because of that, it is, you guys, you've seen this on probiotics, like you were saying, the 4 billion, whatever. Like, what does that even mean? Yay, 4 billion. Yeah. It's <laughs> 50 like, billion PBUs. Yeah, yeah it's like no idea. Now it's going to be like a trillion next totally. week. Yep. So what they do, a lot of them, again, not regulated, yep. right? So they will up that number like crazy to cover the fact that there's such low absorbability. And survivability. So if we put 7 billion in there, maybe like 500,000 will make it through, right? So it's like they offshoot it. But what I love about Megaspore Biotic is it's a spore-based probiotic, which in short, there's so much I could say about this, but spores are naturally occurring in our environment. Like our ancestors used to pull an apple off the tree eat it. They weren't dancing in bleach and whatever. And there were spores naturally occurring on fruits, on vegetables, on things that grow around. Now we basically wiped all those out. Okay. So, but spores are really important for our gut microbiome and it's really hard to get them otherwise. So spores are one of the oldest living organisms, like millions of years old, like they survive really hospital environments. Our stomach is so acidic and it's supposed to be that's a good thing right it's designed that way so if we eat something that's bad it kills it right so that's why our stomach is that way most probiotics are just a bunch of bacteria that they can't survive in the stomach literally instantly dead so then what's happening when it goes to your small and large intestine when that's where probiotics should do their thing and flourish and repopulate the microbiome, right? We've all heard like antibiotics, stress, whatever, strips your body of the good bacteria. That's why we want to put good bacteria back in. But it's really, really hard to actually get it there. Right. So what spores do, which they're the new like cutting edge probiotic, but they're sporebiotics, is spores are really tough and resilient. They survive. They've survived for millions of years under a rock, you know, so they can get through the stomach and actually get there. And they have a lot of benefits outside of just giving you good bacteria. They're really supportive of immune system, anti-candida, yeast. They produce natural antibiotics. They're... Unbelievable. I'm obsessed with spores. Spores are amazing. Spores for life. Yes. So you also did food sensitivity testing on us, which was really funny because we're like, no, don't do that. Like, don't tell me. Yeah, I can't you said eat. you didn't want to know. And then, you're and like, then I was okay. like, fuck. Okay, tell me. <laughs> um, there was, you tested it, but you tested it in two sections. Can you talk about what those two sections were? So- I'll let you explain it because yeah, yeah. who knows what I'll say. <laughs> who knows what will come out Yeah, of totally. Um, so yeah, I did that with Lauren. So with Lauren, we were really working on um, her adrenal glands and helping to balance that stress response in her body. So what I have in my office, I do with patients when necessary. And again, all of these stuff are different tools I pull based on what the patient needs and what's going on with them. Like at the same time, I literally see like, athletes and we're working on physical stuff and I'm not muscle testing foods on them. Right. Sure. But you guys are like all in, let's do it. Like let's do everything. Literally which is, wanted which everything. is literally all our mantra for life. Yes. So with Lauren, I have different vials that contain kind of the made food sensitivities that will throw people off because with muscle testing, again, we're testing energy. Okay. So it's seeing is her system responding positively or negatively when exposed to the substance. So I like to check things like grains, gluten, dairy, corn, soy, additives. Tell them the big one though. Legumes. Oh God. Right? Okay. So legumes for a lot of people can be really inflammatory, unfortunately. 
And, but again, this is where stuff like that actually might not show up on the average person. Like you guys take really good care of yourselves. And so that's where you're doing a lot of fine tuning. Like mm-hmm. little things like that will show up. Um, for some people, it's like, we got to start with dairy. That's it. Just work on that. But again, you guys were like all in. So with you, we tested those different substances just in general to see if it provided a weakness, but also challenged them against the adrenal reflux points on her body because sometimes your body's cool with the substance, but it's throwing off your adrenals, right? So that's again where that fine tuning comes in of your body's okay with legumes on the day to day, like, okay, but it is for whatever reason, stressing that like cortisol adrenal response. And I'm so upset because literally I'm a hummus. I'm half hummus, honestly. (laughs) You're made of hummus. The left side of my body is hummus. (laughs) I make an amazing hummus. It's on almost every All she really wanted to do is remind our listeners that she makes an amazing hummus. Right. I'm going to continue to talk about that. You can start selling it. It's so Your own hummus. Um, But But that's where I do think part of why that showed up for you might be because you're eating so much of it. That's really common that- It makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People will develop a sensitivity to something that like they have so much of. So you see a lot with nuts too. People are like almonds, almond butter, almond milk, almond everything. Before you know it a year later, like they have this weird sensitivity to almonds. So- it is important too to rotate your foods. Um, if you did that just a little bit more, like it might be fine. Yeah. And you also said that maybe I need to take it out for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, because the quantity, but also B, we're working on the adrenals. Yeah. So while we fix those, that they to clean out your more system. inclined to have an intolerance while I'm totally. working on it. Totally. I think that was interesting to me. It's just like, none of this is like, there's no finality to any of this, right? Which of course means we get to see you more often. But I think about that too. It's like, I go in, I do my blood work and I go in and find out what supplements I should be taking. I've been taking those for a, a year time. and a half, yeah. kind of, right? Because we yeah. know I'm also not that consistent right. at it. But then you're like, okay, like my my body and my life changes in that time. Right. right? Like you are a totally different person now than a year and a half ago. So when you're looking at the wellness space, you can't ever look at it as like, okay, great. Here's my supplement protocol until like I die. Correct. Like it's going to constantly be changing. We even what was so powerful too is of course we tested some new things to bring into my regimen, but we also tested things I was taking and you're like, you don't need to be taking those, right? Mm-hmm. Like your body is is saying it doesn't doesn't need that, right? right? It's, I was right. weakening for that. So right. I think that was a good moment also to be like, again, people are like, they check off that box. They're like, I'm going to go get a probiotic. I'm going to go get the things that I need. I'm mm-hmm. going to get my blood tested and set up my forever totally. schedule. And it's like, it's totally. just not how life works, right? Totally. And I explained to people if it can be overwhelming to be like, okay, so next week, is it different? Like, look at it as, I mean, if you're seeing someone like myself, I'll be like, okay, let's see you in a month and and whatever. We'll check everything again. But look at things as like a season, at least. If you're going in and getting functional blood work done, food sensitivity testing done, great. Get your protocol, your supplements, your diet, whatever you're going to do. Look at it as like, okay, I'm going to do that through the summer and the fall, I'm going to check in again. Because the body's designed to heal, like you are not going to experience the same symptoms and issues forever. So most people find that even that blood work will really clean up. It's not always going to be the same. Makes sense. So our listeners love tips, right? And I think it's sometimes we find, we spend a lot of time leaning yeah. into things like seeing you. Yeah. And I mean, if I counted the hours of the day that I do services, if you will, like <laughs> it's, it's honestly like, it's yeah, a wonder that I, proportion. It's wonder that I sleep this much. Um, yes. But what are some like more tangible tips that you feel like you can give to people that maybe aren't able to see you? Um, yeah. We have friends all over the world, maybe totally. all over the globe, I like to say, um, whether it be for energy or for hormones, like what are some, I guess, like some of those snackable tips that you can give people? Yeah, totally. Um, 
I think number one, the biggest bang for your buck that you can shift is your diet to change how you feel. The food you put in absolutely affects your function. It's like a car. If you put bad gas in a Ferrari, it's not going to run well. Um, And the main things I call, one of my mentors calls it the five fingers of death. It's like kind of a scary analogy. But if you take these five things out of your diet, you're going to feel a shift, like period. So number one is processed sugar. Two is wheat or gluten. Okay, so carbs like breads, pastas, pizza, whatever, all that stuff. Number three is dairy, soy, and corn. Mm. Okay, we could do a whole episode on that, but the bottom line is they're all highly inflammatory. So I usually, I really love the Whole30 diet. I think they do a great job at like, it teaches you how to just eat real food. So you're eating protein, vegetables, fruits, healthy fats, nuts, seeds, like nothing processed, just if you think about it, you don't want anything in your pantry that like has an expiration date. Fair. You know, besides like fruits and stuff, but it's just, it's not stuff that's packaged. It's not stuff that comes in a box, comes in a container. You look at the ingredients. It should be all things you know what it is, not a bunch of chemical sounding names. That's the biggest bang for your buck. And then I think the other thing would be time for yourself. People run ragged, run around like a chicken with their head cut off. And getting like the amount of sleep you need is a game changer. So when we sleep is when we heal and we restore. It's when the liver detoxifies. Sleep is so huge. So that would probably be my two main take-homes. I kind of stay away from supplements with this question because there's no one right thing for everyone. For sure. How do you... So, and I I totally agree. I will say as someone, when someone tells me the five fingers of yeah. death or yeah. whatever it may be. Like I know those, right? Like yes. and I think most people do, yes. but I guess a lot of, you know, people talk about taking things away at certain times. Cause I think if, when you tell me take away, so I take away, take away all those things. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm just not going to eat. Right? right. Like right. there's a you moment to have broccoli. No, totally. So <laughs> I guess a, a question to that would be if someone was to say, I'm going to try taking away dairy or flip that and say, I want to f- tune into how I feel yes. when I eat eat and consume dairy. Like what are those kind of signals that someone should be looking out for? Like outside of being bloated? Uh, Like knowing something is not working for you. Yeah. That was a really much shorter way to ask my question, but yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. So big things with carby and sugary things is a big crash. Okay. That's one of the most common things I hear from patients. Hour two after lunch, I need a nap. Okay, that means your body, your insulin is not responding well to the meal you just ate. So you want to look not immediately after a lot of people with bloating that happens immediately after they eat. really pay attention to how you feel one, two, three hours after a meal. Okay, if at that point you have digestive stress, you're crashing, your energy is super low, take, you know, backtrack, look at that meal. What did that look like? I come by the kind of mindset that I don't think any humans process carbohydrate well, process carbohydrates, I'm saying. Some people better than others, athletes better than others. But most of us, I don't think we are designed to like eat bread. I just really don't. Our ancestors were not baking bread. Like they were maybe, the carbohydrates they were getting were from like vegetables and fruits Mm, and stuff like that. Sweet potatoes, exactly. Like stuff that would grow in the ground. They weren't manufacturing stuff that kind of came along later. But it's a spectrum, right? And then once you know how your body responds to a food, so I'm like that with carbs, I totally crash, need a nap, okay? Now, at certain points, I totally think it's another form of disordered eating to always be in the place of restriction. Mm-hmm. It's j- arguably just as bad. So 
I know when it's worth it for me to indulge in those foods as a treat, right? On a holiday for my birthday, I'm out celebrating with friends. Maybe I will have, now I'm gluten-free, but I'll have like a gluten-free cupcake and I'll enjoy it, you know, but I know what to expect. I know like, okay, a couple hours later, I'm going to be like falling on the floor. So it's all just about tuning into your body. That's biofeedback right there. If you feel like crap after eating pizza, then hey, at least you know that about yourself. And then you have the power to choose if it's worth it, if it's not. Or to like look at you and be like, I am never not eating hummus. Right. <laughs> Don't ever take that away from us. <laughs> totally. No, it's super powerful. And then it's ways to biohack that. Like with you, if you take enzymes, you're okay with legumes. Yeah. But if you don't, you probably would feel some discomfort. That was like, I was like That cheering. was game changer. Yeah. I was yeah. cheering on the table. Uh, during the testing, just so everyone knows, when we paired the legumes with the digestive enzyme, it was okay. Or at least not as bad. Yeah, totally. So that's where it's cool. Like you can biohack it. We have all these supplements that are great tools. Like in my office, we have an enzyme specifically for dairy, right? So some people, especially kids, like they're even kids, they're going to go to a pizza party and whatever. So at least you have a tool that helps the body process it easier. Because some people, you have to meet people where you're at. Some people are like, I'm not giving up my hummus. Okay, well then we have tools that can help you with that. Totally fair. Um, one of the things that we had done, we asked on Instagram, would you, are people looking more for tips on anxiety or hormones mm-hmm. and actually balancing hormones one, which was surprising wow. to me yeah. because I feel like anxiety is this epidemic that yes. everyone wants I think if with. people could have chosen both, they would have. Yeah, yeah totally. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was 64. Yeah, but, totally. Um, so do you have any tips that you can share in terms of balancing hormones? And I understand this is individual as well, but. Yeah, of course. Hormones, especially, I'm going to go female hormones because I'm going to assume that's, that's what the majority of my audience. Um, uh, a number one thing that is very, very effective for people is most women I find are not eating enough fat. And so cholesterol, which has gotten a bad name, but it's not bad, is the building block from a biochemical level of every hormone our body needs. That's the start of it. So if you have no cholesterol in your system, you literally cannot build the hormones your body needs to function. And so many women I find, what are you eating? I do a smoothie or protein shake in the morning. I do a salad at lunch. At night, I do like some chicken and broccoli. Literally zero fat, okay? We need fat. There's a reason, and I'm not saying everyone needs to do this, but there's a reason like the ketogenic diet when done properly completely heals people's hormones. It's because they're getting the building blocks they need to have balanced hormones. It's beautiful for skin, you get the biggest bang for your buck energy-wise if you're consuming healthy fats. So I usually have women, a lot of times I'll tell them, I want you to add one serving of healthy fat to every single time you eat. So maybe you add a tablespoon of coconut oil to your smoothie. That's easy. At lunch, extra olive oil on your salad or serving of fish, avocado, right? For snacks, if you're doing an apple, you do some almond butter or whatever to get some healthy fats. Dinner, extra olive oil, avocado. I love avocado oil to cook with. If you're cooking with those healthy oils, great. You're getting them. MCT oil can be a great one to incorporate. You just have to go slow because it'll definitely like be near the bathroom. Give you no, diarrhea in two I'm seconds. All in on I'm it. totally. It's in my coffee every or like day. Bring nice. on the diarrhea. We yes. totally love it. So we are two different individuals. No, I, I mean, I like it too. <laughs> I just said, I said, we bring, say bring on the diarrhea um, because we're gracious and we don't want people who are anxious to feel more anxious because we didn't answer their questions. Yes. <laughs> any, t- any tips for those with anxiety? We'll end there. Don't worry. You're fine. Anxiety, 
this is a tough one because it's so multifaceted and honestly, it's very related to the hormonal system as well. So anyone experiencing anxiety, I would say also go with that tip. You really want to avoid foods that are high in glycemic index with anxiety because when you spike your stress hormones, that's adrenaline, that's cortisol, it's going to make you feel worse. So those people tend to do well eating every couple hours throughout the day. Fat and protein is your best friend. Avoid carbohydrate when you can. People with anxiety, though, the biggest thing is you really need to come up with a a way for yourself to come down. And that, again, is so different for everyone. Fair. Whether it's talk therapy, a lot of anxiety people do amazing starting an exercise routine regularly. Um, that's huge anxiety relief for people. You do have your own podcast. Uh-huh. I Coffee do. with the Docs. Yes. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay, perfect. And that is with your co-host. Her name is Nicole, correct? Yes. Her name is Dr. Nicole Huffman. Um, we really focus on um, kind of trends and big things in like the health and wellness industry. So we've got stuff from how to support yourself to grief, to talking all about probiotics, to um, we did a whole episode on NET. So if you guys are interested in learning more about that, you can listen to that episode. Beautiful. Um, but yeah. And then they can find you. Where else can our listeners find you? So I'm on, I do by far the most on Instagram, Dr. Abby Kramer, Dr. Abby Kramer. I do that because... My name, if I don't put the dot, is Drabby. Drabby. Mm, you are not, not Drabby. It's like not okay. Yeah, so, it doesn't fit your brand. No, yeah. it's not on brand. So Kramer on Instagram. My personal website is com, And my office is Be Optimal Holistic Health Center in Glenview. So that's bbeoptimal.com. Well, I feel 100% more optimal than when I came in. Yay. And we're so, so grateful for you. Oh, thank you. Can't wait to do this again. Very soon. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Friends, this has been fun. Thanks for spending some quality time with us. If you need more of us in your life, we totally get it. Follow us on Instagram at wellbehavedpodcast. Also, we aren't selfish. Tell us what you need and want to learn more about by sending us a note at wellbehavedpodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs. We prefer that anyway. Until next time, stay well and somewhat behaved.